This episode is sponsored by Vision Trust. Vision Trust is an organization that provides essential support in the areas of health, education, and spiritual development to children and adolescents living in poverty around the world. Vision Trust is brimming with female role models who are investing in the next generation of women. Their love is defiant. It stands strong against all odds, and yours can too. Join us in raising up confident young women that embrace their God-given talents to create a better future for us all. Learn more at visiontrust.org forward. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. This month, as we continue our conversation about being unstoppable for Christ, we wanted to dive into arguably the most important work you could ever do in your life to help yourself become unstoppable, and that is cultivating your relationship with God into a thriving one. In this month's episodes, I'm joined by Shay Bynes, who joined us on the podcast back in Season 3, Episode 7. Shay is part of Forward's Executive Women for Christ community and is the founder of the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement. She is also an author and just released a new book called Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't. Shay has wrestled with this concept of having a thriving relationship with God and is ready to share with us all about how to actively be in a cultivating mindset that will help us not only strengthen our relationship with God, but also understand how vital of a foundation this relationship is in every area of our lives. So join me as we begin our talk with Shay. Well, Shay, I would love to start off our conversation just asking you in your life, what does a thriving relationship with God look like? That's a really great question. I I think about the word thrive and I think, flourishing, you know, mm-hmm. it's producing, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, so it's, so to me, it's like, it's fruitfulness. So that, and the fruitfulness should be the evidence, not just within my own life, but within the lives that are within my sphere of influence, there should be fruitfulness that comes from me that actually mm-hmm. impacts other people. So mm-hmm. to me, if I'm seeing continuous growth in that area, and I'm seeing not only myself, be, you know, continue to flourish, but those around me that I'm called to you know, uh, be of service to, then to me, that's, that's thriving, but there's not a destination point. It's an ongoing progress. It's like going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, to strength to strength. It's not like, you know, one final destination. It really is a a journey. Hmm. Well, and then what are some clues to you on the other side of that? You know, what are some (laughs) clues that maybe your relationship with God might not be where it should be? Yeah. I think once you've experienced a level of what feels like you're moving forward, then you also Mm -hmm. can see the signs of when that stops or where that begins to go backwards. Right. And so just like there's fruit in the positive direction (laughs) in our lives, there's also fruit that can go in a negative Mm. direction in our lives. And so I think, and that's not to say that if we're thriving with God, that we don't have challenges, but how are we dealing with the challenges? Right. You know, how do we approach them? You know, what's the fruit of our response, our reactions, how we navigate life, how we communicate with others, how we love others. And so if you're not seeing those things, if you're not seeing that evidence, 
that good fruit <laughs> happening, mm-hmm. then that can be a sign that there's just some things that are going on in your mind and heart that you, you know, got to get healed from or be honest with the Lord from, work through, you know, whatever that is. Now, what would be, what are some of those negative fruits? Yeah. So when I think about how you respond versus how you react mm-hmm. in a situation mm-hmm. with people, with challenges, um, whether that's in business, you know, your work life, your personal life, et cetera, right? If you think about the fruit of the spirit, if you think about the opposites of each of the fruit of the spirit, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if that's what's coming forth from you, then you know you're not a, in alignment with, you know, the ways of our king, right? right? And so to me, when you think about the fruit of the spirit, all of those have expressions in the different areas of our life. You know, what is it like, to, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, kindness, gentleness, you know, self-control, all of these areas, the opposites of all of those things are the things that are like, hmm, okay, I'm not demonstrating or I'm not experiencing that level of fruit in any context or maybe in a particular context of my life. Like maybe I'm doing really great in my work context, but at home, I'm really like, I'm really lacking patience. I just don't have peace in this marriage. I don't have, you know, there's sometimes it's in isolated areas of our lives. It's not always in every area, but Mm -hmm. I do think that when we take a moment to evaluate kind of how we show up, and how we respond and how we move forward in life, we can start to see areas that are ones that the Lord might want to, you know, work through with us. And I also really fully wholeheartedly believe in actually seeking God in his heart concerning, you know, like, what are your thoughts, Lord? You know, I'm struggling with this. So I don't, I don't even believe in trying to develop, you know, do professional development in our own strength. I feel like the Holy Spirit is there to lead us, to guide us. That's what the scripture says. And so we don't have to figure all these things out on our own. Part of that relationship with the Lord is the ability to take those things before him, put them at his feet and get his mind and his heart concerning them and the, and the empowering grace to move forward and grow in them. So. Well, and I thought it was interesting when you mentioned, you know, kind of gauging, is your relationship thriving? As you said, you know, the people around you, are they thriving also? So on the flip side of that too, let's say you do feel like you are in a pretty thriving, you know, stage in your relationship with God, but then maybe the people around you are not so much. Um, How do you keep yourself from kind of being influenced by them not really being in the same state that you are? Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things I try to do when it comes to relationships with others is to ask the Lord to give me his mind and his heart concerning that person. Mm -hmm. So then I can then engage with that person in, in a way that's aligned with his perspective as opposed to mine. So I can see a particular situation and I might try to come up with a resolution on my own. But if I don't seek him around what's going on with the person, he'll give insight that I don't have. He'll even give me strategy on how to have conversations with people, difficult, you know, conversations with Mm -hmm. people or or how to show up and, and be, you know, to show up and show love in an area where someone's just not experiencing it or, you know, whatever it is, but it's just like, we don't have to do any of this stuff on our own. Mm -hmm. We really can seek the Lord's heart concerning how we, how we impact or how we influence, uh, those around us. Now does not having a thriving relationship with God mean that you're failing as a Christian? (laughs) It's harsh, Jordan. I know. Okay. <laughs> you know people are thinking it. <laughs> okay, I know so I here's, would be. here's how I see it. So I, I didn't start with thriving. I started with cultivating. Mm. So 
there, it's a process. So like, if you think about the words, like thriving is like when you're already kind of on this, you have some momentum and a positive path, right? Right. But if you think about cultivating, that's like, that's, that was me. I'm, I'm thinking about my life and how I grew in my relationship with the Lord. And I remember how, when I was just getting to the point where realizing that, wait a second, I don't just have a whole good Christian girl list of things to do. Like I have, I can have a relationship. I can, wait, the Holy Spirit's here to lead and guide me. Like I, I was like, whoa, I, how did I not know this? Even though I grew up in church, right? right? So it started with cultivating relationship, which meant spending time with him and not just having one way conversations, but actually having dialogue, actually being quiet and, and seeking his mind and heart concerning. I just started engaging God differently. I wasn't thrive. I wouldn't have considered myself thriving at that time. I was just in the beginning stages of cultivating intimacy with God. Mm. And as I did that, and as I was growing in that, then I would look at that and look at that as thriving. So to me, if, if you're not thriving, it doesn't mean that you're not moving forward because you could be in the space of cultivating. But right. at the same time, if you're also not cultivating, then that means you're missing out. I mean, Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. I mean, he says, abide in me. And so if we're not doing any of that at all, and we're just kind of living life and doing our own things, and it's like we're missing out on the reality of what life is like in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that wouldn't be progressive, you know? So it's, are you cultivating? Are you ignoring? Are you oblivious or are you thriving? Right. But if you are in that place where you're just like kind of oblivious, then the invitation that we have from the Lord is like, no, if you're going to do this life, if, if, if you're going to be my disciple, then you actually have to walk with me. Mm -hmm. You actually have to seek me. And so that's what that looks like. That's, and that's, that's scripture. Yeah. So every month this year, so far, it's only April, <laughs> but every month, we've, we've broken down this overall topic of being unstoppable and, yes. you know, using this year to become unstoppable for Christ and, yeah. and to just follow the path that he has placed each of us on, which looks different for everybody. That's right. And so for every month this year, we're going to talk about different areas that maybe somebody could be experiencing a setback, you know, to being okay. unstoppable in. So this month, I, you know, like I said, I've loved all the other months, <laughs> but this month I feel like it's going to be just a super important piece okay. of that conversation in talking about what we've already kind of talked about, you know, mm -hmm. having, how to, how do you have that thriving relationship with God? Right. So I think for someone who is coming to this podcast this month and, you know, they're going, yep, th this is me. I need that. <laughs> yeah. This is what I've been needing. I, I'm so excited because you and I, before we recorded, you know, we had a little bit of a discussion about what we're going to talk about and right. the, the, the things that you sent me, I went, oh yes, <laughs> this is what we need to talk about. This is, yeah. this is what our people and our audience are going to be waiting to hear about. So yeah. the first, I think the, the good step with any, with any relationship, you know, as you start to work in this relationship with God and you say, you know, I want this to be a thriving relationship. What would you say to someone who's at that step is the foundation that they should be building? Yeah, I, I say intimacy with God is everything. Yeah. So that's like cultivating relationship, even friendship, because it's through intimacy with God that we actually get rooted in our identity in him. Mm -hmm. And then we can operate in every area of our lives from that place 
of identity and who we are in him and coming from that place of not just doing and then trying to create our being from our doing, but actually do from that place of who we are, who he's created us very uniquely to be and how we show up in the world. Right. right. And so intimacy, I, people often hear me say intimacy is the beginning, it's the end and it's everything in between. It is yeah. foundational and it's everything. It really is. Now, what, what does it look like though? Like if you yeah. were to say to somebody like, Hey, you're, you know, this foundation, it's got to be built on intimacy. They're going to go, well, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. Does that mean and, like? and so I, so I'll share a few things, but I also, when I hear, when I, I want people that listen to this to not put it in a box okay. because I'm not here to give you a checklist blueprint of intimacy with God. Yeah. I'm here to share a, a framework of thought around what it looks like to grow in him. So I don't want anyone to feel boxed in, but I will share some things that were super foundational for me. Okay. Um, here's the thing. When I used to, remember I told you I used to have like good Christian list of things to do, right? Yes. Before I really realized like this whole relational aspect and really uh, the reality of that. In yeah. him, we live. In him, we move. In him, we have our very being. So the first thing was for me was engaging scripture differently. I used to read scripture almost like, you know, an item on the checklist. Well, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to read this chapter today, or I'm going to read the Bible in a year. I'm going to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with reading of the Bible in a year, but I was coming from a place of not even so much engaging him in it, just making sure that I read it, if that right. makes sense. Yes. And so one of the things that I did, Jordan, is I started reading scripture differently. I would open my Bible and I would be looking at the scripture. And I would actually ask, I say, Holy spirit, like make this scripture come alive for me. Help me bring me to a place of understanding of this word. I, I didn't want to just read it and just read the words. I really wanted to understand it. And that really changed things for me in terms of beginning to have an ear to hear with the Lord, because then I realized that as I'm reading, he's giving me insights that are actually above those pages. He's starting to talk to me about how that applies in my life. He's saying, Hey, uh, there'd be times I'd be reading it and I'd be trying to understand it. And it, I would feel led to go open up another particular translation of that. Hmm. And then another one, and I would even get like a specific one. And so I would start exploring it and then seeing the depth of what's happening in that word. And so I started to engage scripture a lot differently instead of just reading it for the achievement of reading it, reading it as an opportunity to really engage God. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first things that I did. Yeah. Um, another thing that I did is I started, you know, I, busy business person, you know, I, that I was, I really had to say, if I'm serious about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then I actually need to seek him first. So what I started doing is I'd say, instead of me having this to-do list of things I needed to do in the business and start, you know, hopping into those immediately, I would actually set aside time. I called them my daily business meetings with God. And for me, that wasn't just about life. That was also about business as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, so it was about, it was about all of it. And so I would set aside time to be willing to spend, yes, spend time in the scripture, but also to spend time journaling, just to spend time pondering things, just to be quiet and to be still, to actually inquire of the Lord things. I remember when I was talking to the Lord about business a lot, and I'd say, you know, Lord, what's your heart concerning these people I'm called to serve? What's your heart concerning this business and, you know, and its impact? Like, what's your, and I wanted to really capture his mind and his heart concerning what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to capture his mind, and his heart concerning who I am and how he designed me, who he's created me to be. 
And so that was a lot of dialogue, a lot of engaging God. And the other part of that was, is a lot of times people think, well, how do you know? Like you sense that you got an answer about something, but like, how do you know that was God? How do you know that mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, the mm-hmm. pizza you ate last night or <laughs> how do you know that that wasn't just your own ideas and all of those things. Right. And the thing for me was that because he had rooted me so well in the fact that I'm his beloved daughter, I knew he loved me and I knew that he was happy and proud to do life with me and that I actually wanted to engage him around these things. Instead of taking the posture of, oh, I need 10 confirmations to know, is this from God and being in that place, I would move forward in faith. If it wasn't counter to the scripture, and I'm still like this today. I mean, I'm talking, this, this adventure for me began about 12 years ago, but it's like, I started engaging God as if, if this isn't against the scripture, I'm going to take a step forward in faith. My action is going to be the corresponding, this is the evidence of my faith that I'm going to take this step forward. And I'm going to be watching, listening for you as I move. Mm-hmm. So, cause you're also a course corrector and I trust you, Lord. Right. So I didn't take the posture of, I need all the evidence to know that this is God. I took the posture of God says he speaks to me and that I hear him. So I'm going to move forward. If this is not counter to his word and counter to his nature, and then watch how he reveals more or course corrects or, you know, adds more as I go. And I think that the willingness to take that posture is what really helped me to progress and cultivating confidence that I do hear him. I do, I can be sensitive to his leading. He is involved in the various aspects of my life. This is not condensed to my set aside time that I spend with him, but this is in him. I live in him. I work in him. I move in him. I have my very being, but that only happens when you're willing to take a step in faith based off of what you believe is what he's speaking to you about teaching you and showing you. Yeah. Well, and I love that you brought up you know, this, in, this idea of an intimate foundation relationship with God yes, is not just for your spiritual side, you know, and I think maybe subconsciously, um, obviously not intentionally, but you know, when we work on something that involves our spiritual life or our spiritual walk with Christ, it's something that we kind of can at first anyway, keep to itself. You know, we think, right. oh, this is just, you know, for when I'm having my quiet time or when I'm at yes. church or, you know, but no, I mean, this is something that bleeds into every part of your life. And yes. you know, especially for us Christian women in the workplace, I mean, it's vital <laughs> that yeah, it's like you really can't be compartmentalized. Exactly. Yeah. That we just really set this up. And you know, you actually have a book that came out mm-hmm. uh, called Grace Over Grind. And in it you really are talking about this idea that you know, this type of foundation is when you do business with the presence of God. Yeah. It's so necessary. Yeah, it really is because, so I, and I've done business and life in a lot of different ways. I think about, if I go back, I was living, I had the kind of compartmentalized life because I lived, you know, I I did grow up in church, my parents, you know, faithful believers and all of that, but I kind of knew my parents, Jesus. So I was very Mm -hmm. achievement and performance oriented and I knew Jesus loved me, but I pretty much dreamed, made decisions, planned, and all of those things in life kind of apart from him, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't trying to be against him, but I also wasn't engaging him. Then I think into, you know, post-college years and going in my corporate life, it was kind of like I had this kind of compartmentalized idea of what this life looked like. And Mm -hmm. so I remember when I encountered God really powerfully, I had a short stint of time where I thought, oh, I'm doing this for the glory of God. So I'm not apart from him. 
I'm not not thinking about him. Now I'm thinking about him, right. but I'm still doing things <laughs> of my own strength and I'm doing these things for the glory of God. Yeah. And that was a short stint of time. And then I encountered God again powerfully. And it was like, no, 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 no. This isn't about just doing things for the glory of God. This is about doing things with my presence. I am here to do life with you. We are co-laboring mm-hmm. in life, in business, in parenting, in, in marriage, and all of the things, right? And yeah. all of those areas. And that fundamentally changed every area of my life. It really did. So earlier you mentioned, you know, you you kind of reimagined how you did your scripture reading. So yes. I'm curious how much weight does routine study of the scriptures actually hold when it comes to building up your relationship with God? Um, I think it's, so it was super foundational in the beginning as part of like my, my process, you know, with God. But the thing is, is that there would be seasons where I wasn't going into new scriptures. Like the Lord would camp out. I remember camping out in John 14, 15, and 16 for a long time. (laughs) I mean, I, it's not about, this is why this goes back to with, as soon as we try to create a blueprint for ourselves of how this thing should look, then mm-hmm. we start doing things apart from him. So yeah. even the blueprint of how you show up and how you engage with him can be done with him. So in my time, I didn't have a checklist. I didn't create a checklist outside of this. And now I put a checklist here that I need to read this scripture. I need to do this and all of these things. If I was engaging scripture and the Lord wanted to camp out there with me, I'm going to camp out there. If the next day, you know, I'm sitting with him and I've got my to-do list, my my business to-do list, for example, and I'm asking him for his thoughts concerning some of these things, and we end up spending the whole time in that, I'm not condemning myself because I didn't read the scripture. I was engaging with the living word. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's part of the weight, but I don't put, I'm not putting the weight like, okay, you have to, you have to do it this way and you have to do it like this every day. I'm more along the lines of do all the things with God. And so if he wants to camp out somewhere, if he wants to change the subject and be somewhere else (laughs) with you for a day, go with God, right? Not with the idea that, no, 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 the weight's only going to be if I actually open this scripture and read this chapter today, you know? Yeah. But it's absolutely vitally important because how, I mean, that's, it's his mind and heart is in, is in this scripture and engaging him and knowing whether you're, if you're, if you don't actually, if you're not rooted in scripture, then you know, you're missing a fundamental part of growing in him and understanding his character, his nature, how we engage the world around us. So it's vitally important, but not to the detriment of your willingness to engage uh, the living word, you know, through the Holy Spirit. So it's kind of, it all comes together. Thanks so much for joining me for the start of this month's conversation with Shay. Come back in two weeks when we conclude our chat and Shay really drives home how important it is to be vulnerable and transparent with God if we want our relationship with Him to see progressive growth. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.